0: Riverside. It is time for the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. I'm here in Kansas City tonight getting ready for a huge game that, Dave, we're going to talk about a lot to kick off the show as it is the first game that we will see tomorrow. But first, this is another edition of Pick'Em with Dan and Dave powered by Riverside FM. Dave, did you watch that Jags Chargers game last weekend?
1: Yes, I stayed up for the entire game.
0: It was incredible. We were texting in the first half of, well, this one's done. It's dead. Yeah. And just a magical comeback. And I think I text you after the game, if I'm the Chargers, I'm firing Brandon Staley, I'm leaving him on the tarmac, or I'm taping him to the wing to fly back to L.A. That was an embarrassing loss for them. Probably should have been Chiefs Chargers this weekend, but we'll take the Jags. But let's talk about the controversy that was slightly stirred up by Mr. Lawrence when he said this this week in his media day. Obviously, the environment and the atmosphere we're going to play in is one of, if not the best in the NFL. I mean, I can't imagine it'll be much louder than our fans were here on Saturday, honestly, but that was when we were on defense, not offense. So we played there earlier in the year, but this is a little bit different. Talking about Arrowhead Stadium, the loudest stadium in the National Football League, and you want to go ahead and egg on their fans this week by saying Jacksonville was louder than what Arrowhead could be this weekend. I'm in Kansas City, as I said right now. If that's not the talk of the town, we just came from Arrowhead. We did a tour there. That's talked about there. You look at social media. It's plastered across social media. Time to break the 142.2 decibel record this weekend. Mm -hmm. He's... Adding controversy to himself going into this game, but I think it adds fuel to the fire in what's going to be a great game tomorrow afternoon at 3.30 on NBC. Let's get into the spread. Chiefs, as of this morning, were favored by 8.5. That line has moved to 9. 53 is the total in this game. These two teams met in Week 10. It was a 9-point spread. Chiefs won by 10. Almost had a sneaky backdoor cover in a game that Jacksonville ran a lot of trick plays. They opened up the game with an onside kick. Mm-hmm. If you don't remember, so they got the kickoff at both halves. It's an incredible football game, but young quarterback going into Arrowhead for the playoffs—very different. I'll get your thoughts, and then I'll keep talking on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what he said might have been blown out of proportion a little bit, but he definitely, he definitely is asking for it when he talks about. Arrowhead and how loud it gets and just anything in that topic. But um, it's one of those games I see the Chiefs, um, I'm going to take them in the spread here. I think uh, they're going to beat this team by 10 plus. Uh, Like I said, let's not forget, even though it was an incredible comeback win, let's not forget what it was in the first half. Can't happen. You know, there was tip balls that were picked. He was throwing bad throws. They looked horrible. They came back, they won the game, whatever. You can't go into an environment like this and make those kind of mistakes because they're just not going to come out with that type of win. So I think uh, Kansas City minus eight and a half here or nine, whatever it's at. And uh, But if it is a game that he comes out with the win, it's a pretty statement win for his career.
0: I'd agree. And. You know, I text you before we went on here tonight. We're actually inadvertently in the Jaguars team hotel. Saw Trevor Lawrence walking through the lobby just a few minutes ago. Still had that boot on that left foot. Yeah, that worries me too. But, you know, he's battled that toe injury on the left foot. But uh, we were talking about it in the elevator. I said it looked like his shoes were different. We looked back, recorded a quick video of him going by. Definitely a boot on that foot. A little bit of a a limp in that walk, too. A couple fun facts in this game. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. College or pro. But here's the other side of that. Patrick Mahomes has never lost a divisional game. That's big in both of these young players in NFL careers. Patrick Mahomes has played in, I believe this is his fourth divisional game. He's won three in a row at Arrowhead. Some of them in incredible fashion. We go back to last year, the Buffalo Bills game. That game was insane Mm -hmm. here at Arrowhead for the divisional game. Mm -hmm. Back and forth at the very end with a touchdown in overtime to Travis Kelsey to win it. I do think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. The Jaguars, they're, they're playing decent football. If you take out the first half last week against the Chargers, they've played good football. Oh yeah. Trevor Lawrence does, he has not thrown an interception on a road game as an underdog in his last five games. They've won three in a row on the road. Chiefs have won five in a row at home. If we're going money line. I've got the chiefs money line. If we're going spread, I'm going Jacksonville plus eight and a half using the lines for what we talked about when we pulled it earlier today. Um, I was talking with the tour guide at Arrowhead, you know, he was talking about how he hopes for a comfortable lead, you know, a a good game, but a comfortable game. And I was like, we don't do those anymore. (laughs) The Chiefs are one of the worst teams against the spread this year. Jacksonville, one of the better teams against the spread this year. I I don't have it necessarily in front of me, but last look, they were somewhere along the lines of 80% against the spread. Chiefs are about 38% against the Yeah, but that's this
1: year. also the Chiefs are favored by a touchdown in probably 80% of the games.
0: True. True. Betting public, 79% of them on Kansas City. Really? This week. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Bold strategy cotton. Moneyline, my boys are going to take it. You know, I've got tickets to Atlanta just in case. I've got tickets to Arrowhead just in case for next week. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's going to be an incredible day of football tomorrow and Sunday. Looking at the games, I think the AFC definitely has the better games this weekend. Yeah, I would agree. But let's go into the nightcap. Saturday night on Fox 715 Central Time. The Eagles will host the Giants once again this season. Another divisional game for these two teams. The Giants, we talked about them last week. I thought that they were going to expose the frauds that were the Minnesota Vikings. They did just that. Did you watch that one? Most of it, yes. They marched all over that Vikings defense. They punted one time. Mm-hmm. We were right about the Vikings, but to me, their road ends here. Philly is favored by seven and a half. 48 is the total in that game. They've had a good run. Debo has made his statement to be the coach of the year. I think he's got that one pretty well locked up. I can't think of a better candidate to, that turned a franchise around as quick as he did. Um I just can't see him getting past the Eagles here, yeah they played uh a couple weeks ago uh in week eighteen. Hertz was out. Let's take that out of the equation they the Eagles won twenty two to sixteen, but yeah, I, Hertz did play, but not very much like that was not a full strength Eagles team. if we want to talk about full strength to full strength, that would be week fourteen. In New York, where Philly won 48-22. to 22.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Philly is the superior team. On paper, by stat, by every category that I'm looking at. Outs- outside of rushing. The Giants are fourth ranked in rushing, where the Eagles are ranked fifth. Mm-hmm. The, the road ends here for the Giants. Eagles. Minus seven and a half for me.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take that with you as as well. I think I saw the public is all over uh, the Giants, which makes sense. The Giants have looked good. They just wouldn't beat the Vikings, but the Vikings might have some weapons on offense, but the, the Eagles can just take over games. They have just as many or more weapons than the Vikings did, and they have a way better defense than the Vikings do. And then you add in the offensive line, It's just a lot, and David was quoted saying it earlier in the year. This team is good at everything. They they just they're too talented. There's not a position that isn't you know somebody's very good at every position. Um, I see the game being kind of a jittery start, staying close, and I think uh, end of the second or end of the first half, early in the third, I see the Eagles start. They're up ten in the middle of the third, and then all of a sudden it's a, you know thirteen to seventeen point win for the Eagles, uh and well on their way to maybe making it to the Super Bowl.
0: Can you believe the Eagles were underdogs in twelve of their games this year? Correction, thirteen of their games this season. The Eagles? They're seven five and one or sorry, the Giants. Yeah, I was gonna say the Giants are seven five and one as dogs this year. Three and two yeah. as favorites.
1: Stable did a great job. I mean he's, he's coach of the year. He's not, He might not get it, yeah. but he's coach of the year.
0: I don't know who you give it to if you don't give it oh, to them.
1: They'll probably give it to the Eagles coach. You know, they probably will.
0: Mm.
1: You know how they that were,
0: works. They were expected to be good. Exactly, the Giants but it, were not. It
1: doesn't matter.
0: Well, if that's the case, you give it to Big Red because that team, every analyst across the board said, was the third or fourth place team in that division.
1: Oh, I know. I know.
0: And they just... and they donkey-stomped the division again.
1: Yeah, And shame on you for taking the under
0: 10.5. You know what? I will own that. <laughs> Game of the week. Game I am very, very excited to watch on Sunday. Yeah. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. In Buffalo, 2 o'clock on CBS. Buffalo favored by 5.5 in this one, 48.5 being the total. As we all know, these two teams met in week 17 in a game that was ended 10 minutes into the game Mm -hmm. due to the unfortunate injury to DeMar Hamlin. I'm going to go with what my gut was for that game. Of Cincinnati will win this football game. They are playing, to me, a more complete level of football. The Bills, have they're playing good football, but they've had their moments that they've just felt off. You know, Miami stayed in that game for way too long last week. The Bengals played Baltimore back-to-back weeks, put up 24 last week, put up 27 the week prior they're playing a more rounded defense and Josh Allen these untimely turnovers that he is having over the past 3 to 4 weeks. Mm-hmm. You have to overcome that. If he is throwing the picks that he's thrown that some of them when you just look at him you wonder where is he throwing. Yeah. And he's and he's fumbling the ball. Yeah. Granted, one of the fumbles last week he got blasted from the from the blind side. It's going to happen. But you have to have situational awareness to know to hold on to that football. And I know that's easy for us to say, sitting in our chairs, completely out of shape, not on a football field. But that is a basic of the job is you have to be able to hold on to it. have to have the situational awareness. And the blockers have to block for you to make that not happen. Mm -hmm. That can't happen in the playoffs, especially against a very good Cincinnati team. If you're asking me as a Chiefs fan who I'd rather play in the AFC Championship if we get there, I'd rather play the Bills. Mm -hmm. But I think that we're going to end up playing Cincinnati. Uh, It will be back at Arrowhead. I believe that will be the fifth straight time of an AFC Championship game at Arrowhead. Um, This game, I, I can't wait to watch it. I am going to go Cincinnati Moneyline and the over in this game, we were trending for the over in the ten minutes that we saw in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The offenses can score. It's going to come down to turnovers and untimely turnovers to me in this football game.
1: I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take Buffalo uh, spread. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to trust that Allen has maybe the game of his career here. Big time game. I'm gonna say no turnovers. Um, let, let's not forget obviously since he has been they've really turned it on in the past month and a half. They early on they were okay but they you know they lost some games. They started a year with a loss to Pittsburgh and now they're potentially outside of you guys. They could be favorites to get into the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a realistic thing to go play you guys and beat you guys and get to the Super Bowl or go to the to the championship. Um, mm-hmm. but they just played a Baltimore team, without without Lamar. And the let's be honest, the Ravens should have won that ball game. Yes, hundred percent. Not saying the Ravens are a bad team. They I said they'll run it down their throat. That's just how they play football. But the the Bengals just weren't clicking. You know, the other night they didn't look bad, but they kind of stalled out. And they let Baltimore stay in that game and all of a sudden without that turnover they're not even playing the Bills this week. So I think To be I,
0: fair, Miami should have won.
1: Hundred percent. I'm not yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just thinking at home against this team, I'm just expecting a big time game out of Josh Allen. I think it's a game they're gonna win by ten. And uh it's gonna be another Chiefs Chiefs Bills uh matchup to get to the big one.
0: You could easily say the Chiefs in, or the Bills in Cincinnati aren't playing this weekend, based on their games last week. They are fortunate to get in there. Sean McDermott hit on that in the locker room. Uh, politely, there was a video. He didn't come out to say, but you could see the overall tone of the video was, "We've got to figure it out, or we won't be doing this again this year." Yeah,
1: and I think it's the same message for both teams. A little more in Buffalo yep. than Cincy. I mean, Cincy played a good defense. Miami's okay, but. You know, you're playing your third string guy. He was like fifteen for thirty six at one point. You know, throwing some awful throws. So, Bills need a big, need a big uh, need to step it up and so does Cincy. But it should be a really good game.
0: There is another factor at play in this game, and you are going to laugh very hard. The official for this game. Oh, is it? Is my favorite official in the National Football League. Carl Cheffers. Well,
1: thank God he's not in your game.
0: Oh, if he was in my game, I'm packing up. I'm going home. I know it's done. Frank, Chris Jones and Frank Clark start the game with roughing the passer yeah. penalties from the sideline.
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a tweet saying if, if he was the referee for the Chiefs game, then we all know what the NFL wants.
0: Yeah. 60% chance of snow in Buffalo on Sunday. There is a, we're going to get snow at Arrowhead tomorrow as well. Really? Snow snow in the AFC, where these pansies in the NFC play in their domes or out in San Francisco. Oh, that favors you, boys. Yeah. While we're talking about Buffalo and their potential for them advancing to the AFC Championship, I saw a report that came out today, or this week as well. And it's going to build off of the rant that I had last week of why the hell is a neutral site, a potential neutral site AFC Championship game, Played at a dome in the south. Did you read that both the Chiefs and the Bills requested an outdoor stadium with natural grass? Mm-mm. And what did Roger give them? Turf in a freaking dome. Yeah, that's tough. What a clown show circus, but whatever. <laughs> Ew, this pen's exploding on my finger. Ugh. Okay, enough with that rant. We'll see if I go to Atlanta. we see if we go to Arrowhead next week. But we got to get past Jacksonville first. Cowboys at 49ers will wrap up the divisional round slate. Sunday, 5.30 Central Time on Fox San Francisco, favored by four in this game. 46 is the projected total in this matchup. This is the one game that they weren't scheduled to meet each other this season. The rest of them either did or were scheduled to play each other this year. So first looks for these two. Cowboys, I take back everything I said last week. I completely trashed them going into the wild card round against the Buccaneers. I was right about the kicker. I've seen four extra points, but Dak and the offense did show up to play. Uh, but they're about to play a defense that is shown to be one of the best this season and the 49ers. -hmm. Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, has found a way to move the ball with that offense. And that is a very complete football team. Yes. Going on the road into their house. That's a tough pill. And I had the Eagles and San Francisco in the NFC Championship game. I'm going to continue to live by that. I'm going to take San Francisco money line in this game. Don't necessarily like the spread.
1: Yeah. I I guess in my prediction I have San Francisco moving on. Um, but I, I gotta take Dallas on the points here even though I I like San Francisco to move on. Uh I expect a tight game. Like you said it's two really complete teams here. Uh we've seen San Francisco uh, all year, whether it was Purdy or Garoppolo. And I think even if Lance played, even though we never really got to see him, I think they would have been a good team with him. Um, defense is good. They have a lot of weapons. Debo's back. That's huge for them. Um, and I like when, even when McCaffrey's not playing, Elijah Mitchell's a hell of a backup to have. So this team is is strong. Um, same with the Cowboys, though. Both teams in the Cowboys-Bucks game took them a little bit to get going. A little bit of a slow start. And then once the Cowboys kinda of opened it up, they start playing a little better. Dak made some good throws. Obviously we know that defense can play at a high level. I expect a really good one here, but I do like Dallas and the points and hopefully see San Francisco win by a field goal.
0: San Francisco is one eleven straight. Christian McCaffrey has scored at least one time, touchdown in each of the last seven games and Brock Purdy has thrown for two or more touchdowns. In each of the last seven games yeah. that he has played, this is, that is a hell of a football team. This is the biggest game of Dak's career. Yes, and it's the best game I see in the NFC side.
1: Yeah, it's I a good agree. way
0: to wrap up wildcard weekend.
1: Yeah.
0: Or correction, divisional, divisional. round yeah. the weekend. But next week we get to talk about just two. We get to go in depth. Fun fact before we go. One of the four officials that will be on the field this weekend, if we're looking at historical trends, we'll call the Super Bowl in Arizona. That will be either Sean Hockley, who is my betting favorite, who has the Jacksonville-Kansas City game. Cleet Blakeman will be in Philadelphia. Carl. Let's go, Carl. Will be in Buffalo. And Bill Vinovich will be in San Francisco. So... (laughs) God damn it. If Carl gets the Super Bowl, just pack that shit up as well, too. If the
1: Chiefs are playing. Yeah. It's a Dumb. loser. Whoever Dumb. they're playing, hit their money line.
0: Life savings bet. Yeah. <laughs> but, any parting thoughts before we go? I know I'm super excited for this weekend's action. Ready to get into Arrowhead tomorrow, but I know you're down in beautiful, sunny Florida and it'll be nice and warm while we try to not freeze to death up here.
1: Yeah, I will be uh, playing golf while the games get started, and hopefully you guys stay warm and have a good time, and hopefully all these games are just as good as the wild card because those games were unreal besides the Cowboys game.
0: Yep, agreed. Well, with that, this has been another edition of Pick'em with Dan and Dave, powered by Riverside FM.